Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you on this Friday evening? Fine, it's fine Friday. That's what it is. Uh, I'm doing all right, James. I'm doing okay. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing all right. Always better after a Steelers win. Always better after Steelers, and always better after we get to spend time together. We got to spend time together for Christmas. It was a great time. James hosted uh, us, and it was a good time. We enjoyed it. It was a splendid time, and Santa is uh, here and gone, as they say. But Rudolph is here to stay. We'll get more on that in a little bit. Um, Real quick, shout out to my sister for the shirt, Mina's Muscles. This is my shirt they made for my niece, Mina. Uh, So Mina's Muscles, I'm, I'm repping that shirt today. So um excited nice. excited to talk Steelers football Steelers did get the win against the Bengals we were unable to do a recap show as I was visit up north visiting family and, and James uh <laughs> so family let's be real at this point um so it was a good time but we are going to talk briefly about that Mason performed well people are blowing it up the big thing for me is that's the also a defense that Kenny just torched up a few weeks prior so mm-hmm. I'm like excited about it, but I'm also not going to overlook it or overthink it. It was the Bengals. We've already beat them twice now. So, yeah, Yeah, I think so. The big thing on this to me, first off, cheers to having you in town for the holidays, buddy. That was fantastic. I don't have a Uh, drink. I have an empty drink. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how this is going to be. Live reaction. Here we go. It's not skunked. We're good. Hell yeah. That's actually delicious. That's been and in my refreshing. car for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to my grandpa. He's not around anymore. He passed away earlier this year. But my parents found this in his house. <laughs> Heck Must yeah. have been he bought it for me and forgot it and just like stashed it away somewhere. And But pretty epic. Now I have a Steelers jersey with my last name on it. There we um, go. I think we have to be excited because Mason played an excellent game, right? He hit deep balls that people haven't been hitting half the season. Kenny hit a couple, you know, in the two appearances we had from Mitch, nothing from those. Yep. Um, and as much as we know that the Bengals defense, isn't that amazing. I would argue that the Cardinals and Patriots are worse defenses and Mitch couldn't do a thing against them. So it's very clearly a big step in the right direction. Um, whether or not he's going to do it again this week, hey, man, we've got more more of a, a tape of Mason playing for the Steelers than we do Mitch playing for the Steelers, and he's very up and down. You know, he has some bad games to go with those good games. He just has to give us two more good games, and we got a chance of being in the playoffs, man. So uh, cheers to Mason giving us his best game of his career when it mattered most for the Steelers in their season. Yeah. And um, and also, to clarify to clarify real fast, yeah. I'm not worried yeah, about yeah. I'm not worried about Mason necessarily in comparison yeah. to Mitch. It's a matter of if we had Kenny with what well, in my opinion, I want to know if we had Kenny, what would those games have looked like? So Yeah. Yeah, I think if we had Kenny, the the games versus the Cardinals and, and Patriots look a hell of a lot different. Yep. Uh, but Regardless, just uh, we'll give a couple shout outs to some players that were pretty significant in that last game. Uh, we had a, a heck of a performance from the new safety combination, right? Patrick yeah. Peterson and Eric Rowe with his first game playing first for the Steelers. Pick. Patrick Peterson, first time playing safety, first time starting at safety. They both got a pick. Uh, incredible job by those two guys. Uh, the secondary held up pretty well in that game for the most part. Um, also, big game from Miles Jack. First game back from retirement. Yeah. Uh, and he put up, well, like dang near 10 tackles, I think it was on the game. Uh, 
not even playing in the whole game. Landon Roberts went out with a pec injury. Looks like he'll be missing at least this game versus the Seahawks coming up here. Yep. Don't know. It might be season ending. We'll see. The season's almost over, so doesn't take a lot to be a season ending injury at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then, then more nice performances from TJ and Alex as well. Uh, you know, Alex Highsmith dropping back into coverage, getting himself an interception for the second time on the season. Yep. Also had a sack. TJ had great a sack. job with his coverage lead. too. Like his eyes on yeah, and watching dude. the quarterback was phenomenal. Fluid. How Fluid you? How you? Textbook. Back like textbook. That. Textbook. Yeah. It is crazy to me that our two best coverage linebackers are also our two best pass rushers and they're the outside linebackers. But hey, whatever. At least they're really talented dudes, right? Yep. Yeah, we'll uh, take it. Also, give we gotta give roses to George Pickens. One hell of a performance by George Pickens. Yep. Uh, everybody criticizing him, talking about how childish he was and how he wasn't giving He's still a little childish, let's not lie. Before. <laughs> I mean, regardless of whether he is or not, he's extremely talented, and I think if you traded him away, you'd be absolutely crazy. Listen, I saw I saw him do the whole little. You guys are talking. I can't, and I was like, "Oh my Lanta, uh-huh. here we go! Oh my Lanta!" <laughs> well, and to be fair, I think people kind of overreacted from that play previously. I sent you a clip of it, and he blocked up until basically the last second when the camera came in frame. When you looked at the all 22, he drove his guy back like 10 yards. Yes. And then he stopped. And that's when Jalen Warren happened to be coming in. But but you're taught from Little League, you play through the whistle. That's okay. How much are we criticizing Deontay Johnson? He was doing that all man. I I I'll criticize Deontay Johnson all day long. Don't get me started. But I, but the, my point saying, is I'm I want saying. I want a Heinz Ward back. I want someone who's going to block yeah. through the play. I yeah. want someone who's going to knock someone out, say hey they need help, and then go block somebody else. <laughs> like oh, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So I think it lit a fire under him, and that's appropriate. That's what we need. Also, a fire under George Pickens is a dangerous, dangerous wide receiver. Yeah, and I want to take a brief moment before we continue to preview this week's game uh, and to say prayers out big time for Elijah Moore. Uh, I don't know if you saw that hit last night or not. Uh, Nasty, nasty, definitely a concussion, uh, brain injury to some extent. He had a post-traumatic seizure on the field. It was a very scary sight to see. Um, Not your normal concussion, like hands up, but like he was like twitching and flailing a little bit um, after the fact. So prayers up to him for sure. And uh, praying for a speedy recovery. I mean, there's a chance that could end his football career, depending on the severity of that injury. So. Um, so prayers for him. Now we're going to talk about this game coming up because we're trying to keep our playoff hopes alive as we go into Seattle and, uh, the home of the 12th man and get to take on the Seattle Seahawks. So we, ha- we let's talk yeah. injuries first. Um, injuries first, but yeah, I'll go over Steelers. If you want to do well, oh, Seattle's a big list. Oh, <laughs> Seattle is a big list. <laughs> That's fine. That's um, fine, man. Okay. Steelers. Holy crap. It's like 20 <laughs> Yeah, go. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. So Steelers, real quick. Kenny Pickett already not getting the start. They already announced Mason Rudolph will get the start. He Kenny has been limited all week so far, though. So that is progress in the right direction. Uh Trenton Thompson, the safety, dealing with a neck injury, limited participation on Wednesday, full on Thursday. There's quite I mean, honestly, there's a chance he still doesn't start, even if he comes back with the performance we got last week out of Pat oh, Pete. Good to go, probably. Oh, yeah, probably good to go. Uh, Najee Harris didn't participate on Wednesday, limited yesterday with a knee injury. I expect him to be a go. Minka's probably not playing again with a knee injury. He didn't participate all week so far. Uh, Landon Roberts, same thing, probably not playing with a pectoral injury. And Isaac Siamalu, the guard with a shoulder injury, didn't participate Wednesday. And then full participation yesterday. So 
There's a chance. Stop. I see you dancing your pecs. You need to stop. <laughs> so I, mostly a healthy geez. report other than obviously missing Minka Fitzpatrick and Elandon Roberts, but you're a little less concerned going into the Seahawks game about the Minka injury after the performance from Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson at safety. So excited to see that combination in action again uh, and maybe a little bit of solution for future years at that safety position. Uh, on to the Seahawks. Jamal Adams has a knee injury. Uh, he was limited Wednesday, and they're not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, linebacker Nick Ballor with a knee injury did not participate Wednesday. Um, unspecified as to whether or not he'll play. Jake Bobo with a knee limited may play. Uh, Anthony Bradford, the guard with an elbow injury, he was limited. Jordan Brooks, the linebacker with an ankle, did not participate Wednesday. That's a bad sign for him, and he's a starting middle linebacker for them. Trey Brown, the cornerback with a heel injury, full participant, expect him to play. Frank Clark, the linebacker, uh, they were just resting him. No big deal there. Quadre digs the free safety, also just getting a day of rest. Uh, Mario Edwards, the defensive end, a knee injury, who did not participate. That's a bad sign for him. Yep. Uh, wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge with a rib injury, didn't participate. Noah Fant, the tight end, knee injury, did not participate. Uh, Draymond Jones, the defensive end, a shoulder injury, did not participate. Uh, guard Damian Lewis, we remember him from the draft a couple of years ago, the guard yep. out of LSU. Uh, he has a neck injury, limited participant, probably going to play. Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver, just getting some rest. Abraham Lucas, the defensive or offensive tackle, I'm sorry, a knee injury, full participant, expect him to go. Jason Peters, also offensive tackle, foot injury, did not participate. Uh, that'd be a little more questionable as to whether or not he's going to be able to go. Defensive end Jared Reed just getting a rest day. Also Bobby Wagner getting a rest day. Uh, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigma limited, but expect him to go. Kenneth Walker with an illness didn't participate Wednesday, but if it's just an illness, he'll probably play. Leonard Williams, the defensive end, uh, full participant in practice. And Devin Witherspoon, the rookie corner Limited, expect him to play as well. So a long laundry list, but only a couple of guys that I would think have a chance of being out. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day because we are going to be playing against uh, two of our former uh, players who are going to be getting starts in this game uh, by the name mm -hmm. of Devin Bush and Artie Burns. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, yeah. Actually, I mean, honestly, we'll get to it right now. Uh, let's take a look at the, the roster. The, I mean, there's a ton of injuries listed that we've already talked about, but we'll go ahead and talk about um, the guys that are listed as starters and then, you know, reference, you know, these guys are injured. Um, offensive side of the ball, the the man, the myth, the legend, Geno Smith listed as the starter. Drew Locke just a few weeks ago uh, led them to a comeback victory against Denver, if I'm not mistaken, um, which was a big game for him. So awesome to see that. So both capable quarterbacks uh, on leading a team. Uh, the fullback, Nick Bellore, running back, Kenneth Walker, the third. And then you have a list of names behind that as well. We might see a little bit of DJ Dallas on third downs and short distances. Um, wide receivers, you got DK Metcalf, the man, the myth, the legend, the beast of a man, DK Metcalf. Uh, Tyler Lockett, a very capable receiver as well. Then you got D. Eskridge and Jackson Smith Nijigba, uh, <laughs> who we, we talked about a little bit. I feel like I feel like I might have briefly mentioned him in the draft process. We didn't talk wide receivers a whole, whole lot. Um, yeah, and then he's the, a high end wide out of Ohio State. Yeah. And then you talk about that offensive line. Uh, Charles Cross, left tackle, Damian Lewis, left guard, center, the uh, center, Evan Brown, right guard, Anthony Bradford, and right tackle, Abram, uh, Abraham Lucas. So a list of guys there 
Um, Jason Peters. Is Jason Peters on IR? I don't know. He was on the injury list, um, but they have him listed as the backup right tackle, which is odd. Also the backup right guard. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a a big boy. Um, Yeah. So there's a chance we see him. There's a chance. I I thought he was on IR, but I could be wrong. I could be thinking of somebody else. Uh, James, you want to take a look? Well, let's talk about this offense first. What's, what's scary here other than DK Metcalf? (laughs) Geno Smith at home. Geno Smith's home performances seem to be very good as a way, not so much. Uh, So with a home field advantage, better be on your P's and Q's or or home field Geno might really tear you up. Also, Kenneth Walker been a real explosive uh, guy as far as the running back position for Seattle. He's the reason that Connor Hayward lost his starting job at Michigan State. Uh, Kenneth Walker was the guy that transferred in took over and then Connor had to start playing some tight end and some other stuff. Yep. Uh, so that's what we're looking at with that guy. And as you said, obviously DK Metcalf um, going to be a handful. Sounds like Joey Porter jr. Is going to be shadowing him. Yeah. Yeah. Gino's had a, an impressive career in Seattle so far. Um, didn't play a whole lot his first year with them. And then his second year went five and one on a touchdown to interception ratio, then 30 to 11. And this year so far, even with an injury being out a couple games, uh, he's 17 to nine. So Gino is performing very well for them uh, and over 3000 yards passing. So keep that in mind. Watch out for the deep balls. And uh, I'm excited to see the secondary take a step up. I feel like last week was a massive step in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. If we can continue in, on that trend, that would be fan freaking tastic. DK Metcalf, obviously a concern. Tyler Lockett, both capable receivers. Tyler Lockett, I think, is having like a sneaky good career, not just season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like he's one of those dudes that's always going to have 80 catches, 1,000 yards, and seven or eight touchdowns like every year. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he, by the end of the year, he could have 60 touchdowns on his career, um, and it only started in 2015. It's not It's not even been 10 years yet, and I think he has a, yeah. he's been one of the safer receivers as far as injuries and stuff like that, so I think there's a chance he uh, he has a long career. So excited for that. Tyler Lockett's a good guy. I, I enjoy watching him play football. Um. Defense inside the ball. James, yeah. you want to go over this? Absolutely, yeah. So on the defensive side, they run a 3-4 just like Pittsburgh. The nose tackle, Jaron Reed. Defensive ends, Leonard Williams and Draymond Jones. Outside linebackers, Daryl Taylor and Boye Mafe. if you remember him from the pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. He was a very explosive edge. Middle linebackers, Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks was on that injured list a lot of uh, concern that he won't be able to play. And if he does, Devin Bush expected to get the start in his stead. Um, cornerbacks, uh, one outside corner is Devin Witherspoon. The other one, uh, Tariq Woolen. And the rumor is that Artie Burns may get the start You know, with an injury to uh, – we saw Devin Witherspoon on the injury list. Yep. Is Woolen out? I believe so. Maybe maybe Tariq Woolen, maybe he's on the aisle or something, and that's why yeah. we're expecting Artie Burns to start. Uh, but – Look for that to be uh, quite a factor as well. Safety, they have three listed as starters, which is odd. You don't normally see that. No. Nope. Uh, but Julian Love, Quandre Diggs, and Jamal Adams all listed as starting safeties. Um, I think Jamal Adams kind of plays a little bit of a hybrid middle linebacker slash safety kind of role. Not, yeah. not as much of a, a coverage dude. Diggs was on their injury list. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. 
Yeah, Julian Love leading their team in interceptions with four. Um, and then you have their sack leader at nine with Boye Mafe, uh, Jaron Reed at seven behind him. So, the, I mean, the defense is a, it's nothing like the, uh, oh, what they used to call it. What did they used to call it with Earl Thomas and all them? Oh, the Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Yeah, it's nothing like the Legion yes. of Boom. Nowhere it's near. It's not. Yeah, not um, even close. <laughs> so, but it's still a capable defense right now. Um, yeah, but and now they got Tariq Woolen replacing Richard Sherman, another tall, long corner, you know, so. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, I think the big thing here, I mean, obviously, Julian Love, Bobby Wagner, uh, Jamal Adams, all big, all big mm-hmm. name guys you got to watch out for. Kobe Bryant, we talked about him. Devin, I'm just excited to see the Devin Bush and Artie Burns matchups because we know their mm-hmm. weaknesses if we utilize it correctly, so. Um, excited to see what could potentially happen there. Hopefully we can, uh, do some things. Hopefully our fans show up, make some noise. You know what I'm saying? It's like dogs barking in the background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> make some noise. Know all about that. So, uh, special teams for these guys, kicker, Jason Myers, uh, punter and holder, Michael Dixon. Hunt returner is going to be DJ Dallas, that third string running back. And then kick returner is D Eskridge, uh, one of the wide receivers, and then Chris stole the long snapper because they matter too. So those guys are uh, are going to be the ones leading up that special teams unit. Uh, with that being said, James, you got to be hopeful, but it's hard. Yeah. After last week, you got to be hopeful. But looking at the three games prior, you're like, it's not Mitch. Which team do we have? It's not Mitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But was the, but was that what it was was it the fact that it wasn't mitch or was it because it was the Bengals defense that kenny and mason now have torched like could, could mitch have gone in there and torched them just as bad you know what i mean not a chance i know that but i'm just i i'm playing devil's advocate here okay you gotta like <laughs> question it a little bit no, no no i think that the one thing that was straightened out in this this last grouping of games is that uh Next year's quarterback roster will look drastically different from what it is right now. Yep. There's absolutely no point in bringing Mason or Mitch Trubisky back next year, especially on that elevated wage that he has currently. Uh, he's not good enough to be your number two quarterback, and we know that definitively now. Uh, and you don't pay a number three what he's making. So uh, expect him to be cut in the offseason, which will save some salary. Uh, and if Mason plays good again, you know, maybe – you, you go forward with Mason as your number two, and you see how you can go go on with that. Uh, I feel like there's a couple of puzzle pieces here that I'm real excited about now. You know, Eric Rowe played pretty good. Yep. Uh, he's 31. You don't expect him to be a long-term solution anywhere. Patrick Peterson, with how he has been as a corner over the course of his career, elite corners have a habit of switching to safety and getting a few extra years at the end of their, their career. Uh, Rod Woodson did this and had a lot of success. Uh, there's been a couple other guys over time that have done this as well. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie was a corner switch to safety. A lot of people remember him as a safety, not even as a corner. Rod Woodson, I think, had more picks as a safety than he did as a corner uh, and all kinds of Pro Bowl appear- appearances as well. So yep. if this is something that Patrick Peterson can do forward successfully, maybe we have that figured out. And if that's the case, man, that does make the draft a lot easier because then you don't have to worry about drafting a safety. Uh, it's just, you know, get yourself a corner, get yourself the middle linebacker, an offensive line, and don't worry about safety because Pat could probably hold it down for a few years, man. Um, so I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, I'm also optimistic about the the uh, play we got out of Miles Jack. Yeah, uh, that was so so desperately needed uh, in a position that's just been a huge question mark and a rotating door with all these injuries all season long. Um, he stepped in and played well and really kind of took command. I also in that game saw brief instances with Mark Robinson on the field directing traffic. And in previous games, he looked lost. This time I saw him standing in there and pointing things out and really looking like he knew exactly where he was supposed to be and playing faster because of it. Uh, so maybe there's some hope for Mark Robinson. After all, I was starting to get really frustrated by his lack of good play on the field. I felt like he took a big step forward last week and really not a moment too late. Uh, Cause if you wait any longer, they might not in the future seasons here yeah uh, you might not even be brought back to camp so yeah. nice to see some progress there look for pat fryermuth to be a big part of this going into this upcoming week yeah. um, they said that had a lot to do with what happened versus the Bengals in this most recent game is the Bengals overcorrected because when they went against them last time pat had nine catches for 120 yards and absolutely torched the Bengals. so this last game they were double and triple team and pat on a regular and because of it that left george pickens one-on-one and that's uh, what and we talked he- that's what we talked about in the off season james let me clarify yeah. we talked about yes. this before this we knew how to run this offense before we even been running it i'm <laughs> I'm just frustrated, man. And honestly, as good as Mason played in this game, he still missed a couple deep balls that this could have been 350 plus yards and oh, another easily. touchdown, maybe two, right? He missed he that, that one to Austin. To Deontay. Or yeah. Was had, it Deontay? It was Deontay. Well, both of them, both of them were slot fades versus Mike Hilton, which is also something we've talked about that we saw with Mike Hilton. His biggest weakness was a lack of deep speed. So put a quick guy on him and send him deep. They did that twice, uh, and Mason missed on both of those opportunities, but not by a ton. And I think with a little bit more repetition, he'll hit on those because he's got a pretty accurate deep ball, just as George Pickens. Man. Yeah, right. George um, ain't complaining about nothing after that game. <laughs> yeah, so. Best performance by a wide receiver since 2017 for the Steelers, by the way. Yeah, crazy. Anto- Antonio Brown in 2017, the last one to go. For- yeah. Um, so there's a, oh, this is not what I wanted to do. Hang on, let me reset this. Uh, there's a New York Times posted a thing about how the Pittsburgh Steelers can still win the division, uh, which I don't think is that's, accurate that's now. Yeah. I, I don't think it that's is. Old. That's not possible. Uh, well, this was posted. December, December 29th. It was posted today. Um, they're they're dumb because Pittsburgh can't get to 11 wins. No, they can't. But uh, looking <laughs> looking at this right now, oh, why does this have this set up? Hang on, I gotta reset this. Um, I have to, that it, article is what we call clickbait, folks. Yeah, right. But Don't no, I'm looking at stuff it like that. <laughs> so Steelers right now have an 11 percent chance uh, for the wild card. If we beat yeah. the Seahawks, we have a 24, 25% chance to win the wild card. If we beat the Ravens, it's a 90% chance. We still have a lot of things that need to fall our way and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all very possible. And some two of the teams we need to lose, potentially one game, play each other in week 18. Yes. Um, I think it's Houston and the Colts play each other. Colts and Texans. So one of them will absolutely get that loss. Uh, also, this week, and I hate to say it, but this is a go Ravens week because if the Ravens win this week, they're probably going to rest their starters against Pittsburgh on that last game. Yeah, Ravens play, but well, the Ravens do play the Dolphins, and this is 
technique this is potentially fighting mm-hmm. for the the number one spot too they um, have everything <clears throat> on the line man they gotta win this but if they do it's almost like they get a couple bye weeks instead of just one bye week because they don't need <clears throat> to win the game against pittsburgh nope now don't get me wrong they're not going to come out and try to lose by any means no but no but why would you play your top dudes i'd rest them yeah i wouldn't play lamar well we've lost to the backups against baltimore before yeah so <laughs> let's be clear Honestly, here. Yeah, yeah that's probably worse for us <laughs> playing against their backup because we always beat lamar Lamar's never beat Pittsburgh in his history. (laughs) Yeah. So we got to keep an eye on, on that moving forward, but there's a lot of, a lot of things um, that we can still get excited for with football still on the corner. Um, So we'll enjoy it while it's here. Devin Bush attack Artie Burns. We know their weakness is better than expose them. Yep. Yep. So with that being said, that is going to wrap up this episode. Uh, We normally do three keys to success. We're going to start that again next week. We just have a lot going on and uh, time crunch. So, let text us your three keys to success. We'd love to talk about that before the show next time as we talk about how we spanked the crap out of uh, the Seahawks. So again, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, be sure to like and like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.